We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join because their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hello, Dateable family. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. It's so nice to have you all back for the Dateable podcast where we we are not changing anything about our content, okay? We're still trying to get to the bottom of modern dating, but new year, new season, new stories, new learnings. You know, every year new stuff unravels of getting to the bottom of modern dating. I think it's still so funny that we first started this, we were like, I feel like we're going to run out of dating stories. Exactly. Six years later, they just never stop, do they? No. And it's almost like the same kind of info or questions reappear 
mm-hmm. in different ways. Different ways. So, you know, no matter where you are in your dating journey, there's something for you on the Dateable Podcast. <laughs> That's yes. for sure. I think six years ago, we would not have predicted dating during a pandemic ever. So no. that was a big curveball for us, for sure. We would have won a lot of money if we had predicted that. Yes, we would have. But we will be doing predictions next week. But this week, we want to check in, you know, and reflect back on the last year. And then what's in the year to come when it comes to dating and relationships? Yes. And it's always good to reflect back. Julie is the one that taught me this is end of the year or beginning of the new year. You want to do a year in review Mm -hmm. of all the learning your highs and your lows so you can go into the new year with an understanding of what happened in the last year. And I love that because I've always just lived my New Year's as like fresh start. Let's just forget what happened last year. But a lot of what happened last year will feed into what will happen to you this year. I need to pull this up because Hisela, one of our moderators, she posted a really great tool for people to do this. Mm. And um, it's called Year Compass, yearcompass.com. This is not sponsored by Year Compass, but you know, I've actually soon never to be. Tr- soon to be. I've never tried Year Compass, but I thought I looked at it and it looks super cool. It basically does what you just said. And you can do it mm. digitally or you can print it out. So for, you know, the old school folks that like the pen and paper, you got you. And then for people that prefer digital means, then it's also available that way. So I'm definitely planning on using this and trying it out because I love that they already have prompts ready for you. It's so important to do the year in review now I realize because there's so much shit you forget. And when I did my year in review, I actually followed the Tim Ferriss format where Mm. he had you go week by week Mm. to talk about your highs and your lows and what caused the highs and the lows and then list out your accomplishments month by month. And I realized there was so much I have forgotten that happened last year because I've really I was like, ah, 2021, nothing happened. Such a wash. I didn't accomplish anything. I was a sitting duck. And then I looked back and I was like, I bought a fucking place. Okay. (laughs) I moved to a different city. We launched a course. I mean, there was just so much that happened. I kind of like just forgot or glossed over. Yeah. And then I love the prompt of like what what were the highs and the lows and what caused Mm -hmm. them. So then you start to see patterns of things that like you want more in your life and things that you should avoid. I was going to say, I feel like this year has been anything but boring for both of us. A lot of stuff has happened. A lot of stuff with Dateable that we cannot wait to share in 2022. Some of it's still coming into fruition. So as soon as it's, you know, good to share, we will. But there's a lot of exciting stuff that we have going on. Uh, Mm. We have one thing that we'll be launching next week that we'll share a little more about in this episode. But we do have a few other things that are more kind of some other ways to basically take dateable to other mediums. So there's a lot of exciting stuff in the works. It This is the most frustrating part of the process for me, Julie, is like all the accomplishments we can't talk about. And, yeah. you know, like, you know how everybody on Instagram was like, here are all the things I accomplished in 2021. There were so many things that happened to us in 2021, conversations, even like in 2020, that we can't talk about, we can't disclose, we don't want to jinx. Yeah, but I wish exactly. we could list them out because... A lot of exciting shit 
did happen last year and the year before that. And I wonder how many other people are also experiencing the same thing. You know, the the things that you can't disclose to the public, oh, it drives me nuts. Well, 2021 was a setter year for us, I think. Mm. We put up an Instagram post that 2020 was the year of the community. That's when the Love in the Time of Corona Mm -hmm. group was born. That's when the sounding board was created. And then 2021 was all about finding your person. And then 2022, We've got some new stuff in store, but I feel like a lot of the stuff for 2022 was just getting built on in 2021. Do you have any new revelations or I I don't want I don't want to call them resolutions, but yeah, any revelations or intentions that you're bringing into the new year? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely ones just life wise, but I Mm -hmm. think, you know, dating and relationship wise, too, I have some I mean, I think life-wise, I'm really trying to, you know, I think the pandemic was definitely more sedentary for me. So I'm really trying to like up my activity levels. I've been doing like running challenges and stuff. So I'm really trying to get back into running. So that's, I guess, more of a personal thing that's like And you and your boyfriend are always outside. You're always hiking somewhere. We are. I think that's been really good for me. And I think he's brought that side out of me a lot. Mm -hmm. Like we talk about that, that I am definitely the more like, let's go for a walk in the city. But he pushes me to do hiking a lot. And I really enjoy it. I it was funny. We went hiking the yesterday. We're recording this on Monday before this goes live on Tuesday. And for a second, he, he, he observed a first date happening, or maybe a sec- first oh. or second date. Like the conversation they were having seemed an early stage type of relationship, right? Uh-huh. And he said something to me. He was like, did you hear that? And I was like, I was zoned out. I did not hear anything. And he was like, you were thinking about furniture, weren't you? Because I'm like trying to like <laughs> do my place. <laughs> Which I thought was funny in itself, but I realized that I actually was not thinking about furniture, although that does occupy a lot of my brain Uh space. I was just zoned out and content and not thinking. And it made me think of Mm. the Rob Mack episode that we did about happiness. And he said happiness is the state of calm, essentially, right? The state of not thinking and the time when there's not a zillion thoughts going through your head. And I think that has been something that has been really good for me this year. And I think my boyfriend, I always say this, is that like I help him speed up and he helps me slow down. Mm. And I want to bring that into 2022 is that I want to slow down a little because I think sometimes to speed up, you do need to slow down Mm. and not get caught in just like the minutia and the small things. So I think that's, I guess, maybe something I'm bringing into 2022. I'd say the other piece is... You know, this has been clearly a big year for me that, you know, I bought a place also, but Mm -hmm. also like met my partner. And, you know, it's been a really great year for me. I said 2021 has been one of my best years because I did meet him. And we were talking about like, what were our things for 2022? And initially, I started going to, you know, career stuff and, you know, things with the podcast and other parts of career. And I took a step back and I realized that I didn't say love and relationship because I kind of felt like I already got it. 
But I do think that is actually like a bad way to think about things because you can't just stop after you get it. So I'm like, actually, no, I want to also prioritize love in relationships, even though things are going well, I still want to make it a priority because I don't think you should ever stop prioritizing it. That's very true because you feel like it's a default setting. You're like, I already have a relationship. We're in love. It's good. But we are the walking examples of why relationships are an active everyday effort Mm -hmm. and you have to actively date your partner. We preach it all the time. Sometimes we probably forget ourselves. I feel like I'm in the same boat because I feel like, oh, now that I have the relationship stuff checked off, I can focus on the other stuff. And that's not the case because you can't abandon the relationship either um, in favor of something else in your life. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And you and I are going to do something really fun in the upcoming weeks during this bonus period is I saw this on a different podcast, but I really loved it. It's the idea that basically I'll interview UA and UA will interview me and it will help us go a little deeper because, you know, I feel like you've had a big year. Like you navigated moving to a new city and, you know, like you and your boyfriend were kind of doing dual residency for a little. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really interesting things that people can learn about being three years into a relationship. So I'm excited to ask you a bunch of that stuff and dig a little deeper. So I think that's going to be a really fun way to one, obviously get to know us better. But also we are going to have learnings that apply to everyone, of course. And some of the BTS stuff that maybe didn't make it to the actual episodes. Maybe it's like, what was happening during this episode, you know, right beforehand that we can now disclose to you all? Because sometimes, you know, we're we're so focused on the content and the interview that shit happens right before <laughs> an episode that puts us in a specific mood, for example. So maybe we can get to some of that. I've already started my list for you, Julie. Oh, watch out. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> you guys are going to see who the grillers are in the group. <laughs> It's uh it's a lot more extensive than the list I made for your boyfriend, by the way. <laughs> well, we did catch you away when she lost her voice, so that was part of it. Yeah, he lucked out. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back for round two. <laughs> so very, very soon. Oh O U A. Always the griller. Always the, the griller. griller. But this so this year. My intention for this new year is I want to stay curious, but I want to actively find answers. So Mm. something that I've been doing the last couple of years is just be curious. Oh, I wonder why that happens. I wonder why Mm. that is. But then I don't immediately follow up with like researching for the answer. So now I'm making it a point that if I get curious about something, I will immediately go find some sort of answer to it. What's an example of that? Okay, something really fucking dumb. And then you're gonna be like, I can't believe this is what spurred this intention. I can't wait. I'm so glad I asked the why. (laughs) I was walking, I was walking my dog and this lady was like, oh, happy New Year's. And I was like, happy New Year. And I was like, why does she say happy New Year's? Why is it plural? I don't understand. And then a bunch of people were like, happy New Year's with the apostrophe in emails. So but instead of being like, I wonder why people say that, eh, onto the next, I Googled it. And it's just people being dumb. <laughs> I mean, the answer is just, it is not the right way to greet Happy New Year's. People are mixing it up with like Happy New Year's Eve, Happy New Year's Day. Mm. But you can't just say Happy New Year's. It's just a lazy way. So mm. it's either Happy New Year or Happy New Year's something. Okay, people, I'm just going to put it out well, there. Well, I look forward to 2022 when UA drops a bunch of knowledge on us. You Useless facts. 
useless facts all around. But I'm glad I got to the bottom of it because I was like, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? Is it Happy New Year's? No, there's no S, people. No S. Well, I'm so glad that we got to the bottom of that. (laughs) My day has been made. (laughs) But on a more serious note, my boyfriend and I made intention lists for Mm. the new year together. And the funny part is Julie and I share a Canva account and I created this list in our (laughs) Canva account and I had to immediately delete it because on our list, there's some pretty personal things that I'm not ready to put out in the public yet or to divulge to Julie. What if I was in the Canva account? I'm like, this is a great Instagram post. I'm just going to put it up on our shared dateable account. You always like, ah. Oh my God, our deepest, darkest secrets. You're lucky I'm not lurking Canva that much. I did not <laughs> see this. Um, so you are, you're safe. <laughs> sure, she'll stock a Vemo account, but Canva is nope, the one that she's Canva. forgetting. Now I know. I didn't think there was juicy <laughs> shit in Canva. There's juicy shit. I create a journal in Canva. Just wow. I, I mean, now <laughs> I know that that's where I'm going to go find all of UA's deep, dark secrets. <laughs> So nowhere else on the internet. It's our shared Canva account. The trash folder is where to find everything. <laughs> UA's like customer support. So is there any way that someone can yeah, edit can, the trash? Can you just erase all of my shit forever? Just automatically delete, please. Burn that shit. Uh, but we did we did create some very good intentions. One of them is we want to make more friends. I mm. feel like sometimes in a relationship, I am totally guilty for this, is that the relationship becomes my social mm. life and that we don't actively search for new social interactions. So yeah. because we're in a new city, yeah. it's a huge intention of ours to make new friends in this time of corona somehow. I hear a lot of couples say that. I think especially if you relocate because your social network is not there anymore and you yeah. have some friends in LA but it's not the same necessarily so I think yeah I, I think that's a real thing I think it's unrealistic to expect that one person is going to be every need Everything. of yours mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think that's definitely something that's kept me in San Francisco for so long is that I do feel like I have that social network it's something that I think is so important when you're single too like that's what got me mm-hmm. through the pandemic I didn't feel the loneliness because I did have that social support network. And I do think it's something for me, I was out with a friend of mine before I went back for the holidays. And it was just the two of us because my boyfriend was already traveling for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about she she mentioned like another friend that kind of dropped out now that she's gotten a boyfriend. And mm. I was like, I hope that's not me in any way. And she was like, No, it's definitely not. And she's like, I love being around your boyfriend too. So I, I felt better. <laughs> but I think like there I think there is something that I do want to make sure that I preserve like friendships one on one. But I do also like that, like I can bring my boyfriend and he's becoming friends with my friends. And a lot of my friends have significant others. So, you know, it works in group settings also. So but it it is fun to be around other people. Not that your partner isn't enough, but it's also fun to have that dynamic in. And that's something to be said about the age that we're in, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking about some of my friends who've been with their partners since their 20s. They all have the same same group of friends and it's amazing because they made these friends together in their yeah. formative years but when you're dating in your 30s and 40s and you're in a new relationship you're bringing two separate groups of friends mm-hmm. together or integrating with your partner's friends and it's a little bit different you have to make more of an effort 
because you're not like making new friends together per se. Yeah, I think it can be really hard if you don't like them. I'm lucky that that isn't the case, but I think that could be very difficult. (sighs) I know. I'm very vocal about the friends that I don't like on my (laughs) boyfriend's side. (laughs) I'm very vocal. I call certain people negative value because I think they bring no value to the relationship, to the friendship. And it's, I think it's true. I think just by their actions, they take advantage of my boyfriend. They, Mm. they are not nice to him and they don't ever show appreciation or gratitude. So then I often say there's that negative value. Well, I think that's a very real thing too, you know, for everyone in friendship. I think the weirdest thing is the friendship breakup. Yes. I've definitely had like ghost friends before Not I wouldn't say close friends. I'm not going to say close friends, but people that, you know, I maybe was like a friendly acquaintance with. There's a couple Mm -hmm. girls I can recall that, you know, like I always liked if someone asked me to meet up and get drinks, like I would go. But there were a couple times that I did it with some people one on one. And I'm like, this is it's like dating, right? Like sometimes Mm -hmm. you just don't click with them. And I remember this poor girl, I would always tell her that I was just staying in and I wasn't going out that night. And then one time, like, we were out in a group, and she's like, you're such an introvert and a homebody. And my other friend was like, Julie, what? (laughs) And I was like, don't blow my spot. (laughs) But I'm like, how do you break up with someone that's, like, a friend? How do you say, I just don't enjoy being around you? Like, how do you say that? (laughs) You either break up with them or you create boundaries. And that's what I encourage him, my partner, to do. Mm. And I, that's something I've had to do myself. So you have to create boundaries. Otherwise, how do people know that they're taking advantage of you? They don't know. I think mm-hmm. some people just like walk through life being a, very ignorant to their impact on people. And you just have to kind of let them know and then establish your boundaries that way. Yeah, I definitely do want to do more friendship content next yeah. season. Mm-hmm. I think like even with us, like I mm-hmm. think it was it was hard for me a little like when you did get in a relationship at the beginning. It does change the dynamic. And I think that's like why I'm conscious of it with friends that are single now, because Mm -hmm. it's happened to me so many times, right? Not just you, but just any friend, right? It does change the dynamic. And it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just part of life. But I think there's an interesting element. And I think like we kind of had that period too, that maybe we drifted a little and then we got back together. And I think there is some of that that does happen when, you know, there's new relationships in the mix. Some of it's just inevitable. Right. It's the it's the balancing of trying to grow a new relationship mm-hmm. and maintaining old friendships. That is the hardest phase for me. It, you just feel like you can't satisfy anybody. Right? You're like right. guilty for of, of both parties. So it's just finding that balance is something that maybe we can explore in this season. Yeah, no, I think it's a great topic for sure. But what else I'd like to explore is we have, <laughs> Ooh, you know, we got some more stuff to explore, always exploring over here. We had some really good community insights from our mm-hmm. Facebook group, Love in the Time of Corona. So we wanted to read off some of them and also add some commentary, of course. You know, I'm always amazed by the people in our group. The level of like emotional intelligence and, you know, just reflectiveness and all the stuff that makes you so dateable. I see that in so many of our members all the time. Mm -hmm. But one of our moderators, Jason, he posted, what are you most thankful for from your dating journey in 2021? Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting to see some of the responses that came in. So we'll read a few and add some commentary. But there was one from Mikey that said, ending it when I could see 
it wasn't going to work instead of trying to force it. I think that is so big. I think so many times we feel like being with someone is better than being with nobody. Yep. I definitely have been there before that, especially if you're like the only single one in your friend group for whatever reason, you feel like having this person that maybe treats you super shitty is still like someone, right? That you can talk about and you're, you have something to bring to the table. It doesn't make you feel as lonely that you're not with anyone. But I do really strongly believe that when you do this and speaking from experience, it does not let the right people in. If you're with someone, you just can't meet someone else. That's just reality. I think it's really hard to be on dating apps and open to new people when you're fixated on someone else. This is the difference between living your life passively or proactively. Yeah. And I think in Mikey's comment, it's you can passively let a relationship just go on and on endlessly. That's an easy route. Mm -hmm. Or you can proactively do something about it. And that could be ending it or to work on that relationship. I think at any given moment in time in all of our relationships and in life, we have to ask ourselves that question, am I living this life or this relationship proactively or passively? Mm -hmm. Another that one that we had was from Lorita, being open to new ways of thinking. It led mm -hmm. me to dating a younger man. And this is the first time I've had healthy communication and conflict resolution in a relationship. Ooh, that's huge. Huge transformation for Lorita. Larita as well. I mean, she's always been someone that we've thought was pretty open. And now now we realize even open people can be even more open. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just like, you just got to keep asking yourself, what is my capacity here? Can I stretch my capacity a little bit more to see things in a different way? Uh, this comment from Carla, proving to myself that I can recognize when people aren't for me, mm. that I can set boundaries that work for me grateful for a couple of broken hearts this year yeah you know sometimes you need to just date to realize who isn't the right fit for you i think sometimes mm -hmm. we go into a date expecting that this person is gonna be our person from time number one but being able to recognize qualities that aren't the right fit i think is just as valuable because then when the right person comes around you're able to recognize it real quick yes and those broken hearts are going to help you get closer to that person who is right for you. Mm -hmm. And then we had Jordan. I went far outside of my comfort zone for a date twice. I did not date at all in 2020. In my last before it was in 2019. So I've been in the space of why not. I love it. Why not? Why exactly. not? Exactly. I think a lot of us are going to be in that space in 2022 moving into this year. 2020 especially was a damn hard year. I think a lot of us weren't dating at all or we were navigating this completely new world of dating and you know balancing health concerns with meeting new people. It was a really tricky year for people. And I think in 2021, we kind of learned to live with the pandemic a bit more. So hopefully in 2022, it can open people up that maybe have had a ton of self-reflection time and are mm -hmm. ready to kind of get back out there. Can I read this one from Amanda or is yeah. this too much? Oh, I was going to save it for the end. <laughs> okay, save it for the end. Yeah. I'll read the one from Sora. Yeah. I'm grateful for the countless first dates I've had. It's taught me resilience, perseverance, and not to settle. I'd rather be single than settle. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> and settle meaning, and I, you know, we used to word settle in many different ways. Settle as a meaning being with someone who's not right for you. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the context we're talking about. And those countless first dates do help you to get to the person who is right for you. I mean, I think with modern dating, our expectations of a partner are so much more than they ever were for our parents' generation and mm-hmm. generations before. We're essentially expecting this person to be our best friend, our soulmate, our life partner, all wrapped into one. And sometimes yeah. before I used to be like, is this a pipe dream? Is this realistic? Is this the needle in the haystack? But I'm also glad I waited because I do feel like I found that person that does embody all that. And I do believe they're out there. So I strongly agree. It's like, you want to stay open, but you also want to, you know, at the end of the day, you want to feel good about the person you're with. That's like the most important decision in life when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay, we have Dargan. I went through my first big heartbreak earlier this year Mm. and learned so much from it. I'm not thankful I got my heart broken, but I'm grateful for the journey it set me on. I went on a bunch of first dates after that, and I feel like I'm finally learning how to trust my gut, be true to myself instead of trying to conform myself to what the other person wants, and have dating be fun and interesting rather than constantly anxiety-inducing measure of my self-worth. Wow. That that right there. (laughs) I feel like we should put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, the journey, the J word, it's a true experience. It's a very human experience. And when we can recognize that we are human and what we're going through is not easy, I think that's when we have more compassion for ourselves and for the people who we bring into our lives. So trusting your gut and knowing who you are, setting those boundaries, getting your heart broken, those are all very brave things we need to do as part of this human experience. Mm-hmm. I think this whole like dating is anxiety, like anxiety inducing I think mm-hmm. so many of us view it that way. And I was reading stats that I don't know if this is a convenient theory, but like, you know, like the smarter you are, the longer you sometimes stay single. And I yeah. do think there is a tie into overthinking and crippling self doubt with perfectionism mm-hmm. that could make that stat, you know, somewhat valid in the sense that, you know, the more we overthink, the more we get in our head with it. And sometimes uh, one of the big lessons I think I learned from our podcast and brought into dating is sometimes you just have to go with your feeling and stop thinking as much. (laughs) And I think for a lot of us, overthinking is second nature and it can be really difficult to turn that dial down. Mm -hmm. And then the very last one that we'll read, there were so many great ones, but from Amanda, this group, and this group being the Love at the Time of Corona group, the Dateable Podcast Facebook group, I did not date this year and have been dreading starting it up again, even though my goal truly is to find a partner. The Dateable conversations have helped me gain a new perspective, and the idea of starting to date again is exciting. I feel open to new possibilities and people. I feel like, first of all, thank you, Amanda, for that. This is the reason why we created the Dateable Podcast and the Dateable Podcast Facebook group for people to have these conversations. But I'm also, I don't know if this is a trend, I'm sensing a lot of people are starting over again. Mm-hmm. And they're getting back out there. They're starting, restarting dating. Maybe they took a year off from dating. Yep. And it is so exciting to see that people are pumped to get back out there into the dating scene. What would you say, Yue, your 
you are most thankful for in your 2021 dating journey? Ooh, what I am most thankful for. I feel like on on a very virtual level, because I feel like all of most of my interactions were virtual in 2021, that mere strangers can feel invested in your life. Ooh. And I'm so grateful to know that we have listeners, we have community members, we have people who've just even sent random DMs or emails to us who are invested in our lives, who are invested in this community, and who really enjoy our content. And mm-hmm. that that to me is just says so much about human connection that you, you don't necessarily need that physical presence with someone that virtually you could you could connect with someone. Yeah, I think for me, I'll do it more. I agree with everything you said on that level. I think from a dating perspective, because I did start off the year single, Mm. I think resilience was the biggest thing that I'm thankful for because I would say 2020 started real rocky for, sorry, 2021 started real rocky for me with dating. I Mm. thought I was coming back from Boston from the holidays going to meet this person that I thought yes. was like my soulmate. Yes. And we that. never met up. After so much virtual meeting. And there were a bunch of other people after that, that, you know, it just kind of kept crashing and burning. And I feel like I gave a lot of I was very open minded. And I feel like I got rejected more in that, I would say January and February and March than I ever had in my entire life. And looking back on it, I actually am really glad I did it. And I don't look at it as rejection because I I believe that I was putting myself out there. And maybe in the past, I wasn't putting myself out there as much as I was in those months. Because I Mm. think that's kind of par of the course if you're really putting yourself out there that not everything is going to stick. So I think just, you know, getting back up when things were hard, just keep going. I mean, I remember, you know, I had this kind of voice in my head from the convo I had with Nikki Novo, one of our past guests, about just, you know, you're going to go through a rough patch, but you're going to meet that person before your birth year, the birthday this year. And I think it kept me going. And I really think with modern dating, sometimes you can't control other people, but all you can do is control yourself in this cycle of uninstalling, reinstalling the apps. Like the only person you're hurting in that cycle is yourself. Mm. And I think the more we can just be like, was it the right fit? That person lost out. You know, like I think the more we can not make it a personal reflection of our own self-worth, the closer we'll get to our own goal of meeting that person that recognizes our self-worth. Have to go through the trenches. Yep. There's no way around it. You can't hack your way through love. There is no shortcut. We've nope. been preaching this. No shortcuts. We <laughs> both live through this. You have to go through your own personal journey. And sometimes that includes deep into the trenches, which some of you are in. And we recognize that. We see you. We know you're <laughs> out there. And you're going to get through this. And there is there is hope at the end of the trenches. There are. Okay, before we get into New Year's resolutions, 
Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, BetterHelp. In our years of doing this podcast, there has been one major takeaway, and that is therapy is beneficial for pretty much everyone. And we are so happy that BetterHelp makes therapy more accessible for all by matching you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours by connecting in a safe and private online environment. And you can send a message to your counselor anytime, I know I do, and schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. As our wonderful Datable listeners, we want you all to start living a happy your life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash dateable. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp spelled H-E-L-P.com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash dateable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. 
He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's go into some of our New Year's resolutions because our other moderator, Ryan, put up a really great post today in the Facebook group. Now that we're, you know, in 2022, he basically asked, what New Year New Year's resolutions are you planning for the year 2022 pertaining particularly to dating and relationships? Mm-hmm. And he started off with a really great one that was is from Ryan. I'd like to work on checking in more on my partner's needs, communicating my own own needs and having dialogue with them as our relationship grows together. Mm. People aren't mind readers, you know, communication and, you know, recognizing your needs, I think is difficult in itself and communicating them can be really damn hard. But it's definitely a skill. I was terrible at this. And I feel like now I just say whatever's on my mind. I have yeah. no filter. <laughs> yeah, good. It's better to not have filter because life is too damn short. If you have filters, what's the point if you can't communicate to your own partner? Right. Love that. And then Jessica said, after a year of not actively dating in 2022, it's on. I'm revamping my <laughs> profile. I'm going to initiate more convos and just be to be a bit more bold. See, so many people getting back out there into dating. This is very exciting. You're all in this club together. Yep. From Amanda, I committed to date regularly and with an open mind. And I've already reactivated one of my accounts and started matching. Nice. You know, Dating you Sunday was just last week. And the time from now until February 14th is the hottest time on dating apps. So I think if you're <laughs> on the edge of restarting, although I am shocked at how expensive Hinge is. I'm just going to put this as a sidebar for a second. I, When I was maybe had a few drinks in with a friend of mine, I decided <laughs> to, I told her I would help swipe for her and we installed her Hinge on my phone. The next morning- Oh, it was on your phone. Yes. The next morning, she was not into this idea as much, but I realized that Hinge Premium is $30 a month now. When I did it, it was $6.99. That wasn't that long ago. Sorry, mm. sidebar. But Sidebar. <laughs> still could be worth it. I swore by Hinge Premium, but yeah, three, $30 to $6.99 is very different. This just reminds me, this is a side sidebar, <laughs> is we need like a resident, dateable, single reporter. You know, someone who's like, out in the field reporting on the latest for us because we can't be installing Hinge on our phones for fun anymore. (laughs) So if anybody wants to volunteer to be our resident single reporter, let us know. (laughs) I feel like we might get a few few, uh, applications on that. I think so too. And you know, every episode we can check in. Here's here's our segment. We're going to check in. What's going on in the dating world right now? I love uh, it. From a single's point of view. Nancy says, I'm just trying to be even more open than I already was, not revealing too much info too fast and just having 
fun. Having fun is key. Keeping it light. Mm-hmm. And having fun. I was just going to say, we definitely need the single reporter, but we also have an entire community of single reporters. We do. We do. We just need someone who's like invested in, <laughs> in giving us weekly updates. <laughs> I love this one from Amy. I plan on managing my mental health alongside a CAPS dating. Mm. I have people in my life that believe I need to do the former without dating, but I believe I can do it. Mm. I think this has been the year of mental health and, you know, recognizing the importance of mental health, that everyone is on a spectrum of having, you know, some mental health challenges and things they want to work through. So I wholeheartedly agree that it does not need to be an either or. I think sometimes when we're waiting for things to be perfect, we're just waiting forever. It's like the dropping the 10 pounds before you start dating. It's... It's really hard to live in that mindset when, you know, you can always drop another 10 pounds and another 10 pounds. This is very much related to Abby's comment. My goals in years past were always build my business, find a partner. Yep. This year, it's about it's about me, which I think will help dating as a ripple effect. Be nicer to myself in whatever form that takes self-care, self-talk. The list goes on and on. It's so true. If you can't be in a good mental space yourself... How can you be there for someone else? So it is so Mm -hmm. important to prioritize yourself first. Make sure you're just like you're good to go (laughs) before going on that date. We nobody wants someone who squeezed in a date in between work calls or like after a really terrible day. Nobody wants to be in for that. That's like that's not fun. I think the the most attractive trait is someone that comes with a smile on their face. Mm. You know, like anything else you can, everyone has different tastes, but I would say that's the universal taste of someone that's going to make their day a little lighter and a little like more positive. That is how you set yourself apart on dating apps yes. and within dating. And that's not something that you have to do to alter your appearance or change any major thing. I really believe that strongly that when people find their person, it's because they're in a good place themselves. And then last but not least, we have Jason. Goals for me, being present in the moment on a date, Mm. not being nervous and taking pleasure in the very special moment of meeting a new person is Mm. also so important. Looking forward to making a friend and hopefully a romantic connection. Yeah. I think this is huge. I think sometimes we bitch about dating, but we forget that it's a luxury that we can go out and meet all these people in, you know, like we'll say abundance of choice is challenging for sure but we look back to other generations they just got who lived on their damn street think about how limiting that is sometimes that's your cousin you just gotta (laughs) go with it could be your sister your brother (laughs) you know i think that we oftentimes forget and like we were saying before is that it's i think a good thing and a bad thing that maybe there's so much pressure to find this like you know so quote unquote perfect person but i think at the end of the day like we this is our lives. Like this is a decision that's going to carry through to every day of our lives of who we're with. So why wouldn't you want to find someone that, you know, meets your needs? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go Jason, go all of you who set these goals and let's just call them goals and intentions, not resolutions. They're, they're intentions. 
You're putting it out into the universe. Do you have another one, Julie, for yourself? For myself? Well, I definitely think the one I shared earlier of keep prioritizing my relationship is a big one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the staying present, sometimes I'm always like thinking about the next step and Mm. what's happening, but just, you know, enjoying every day as it comes. I want more days like the hiking day I talked about where I was zoned out and not thinking about anything, but just super happy to be where I was. And I think those are the little moments are what makes a relationship. And it's easy to get like into the, okay, now we're hitting the year mark, what happens next? But I think sometimes you need to just let things go and, you know, enjoy each other. That's really what it is at the end of the day. What about you? I love that. We were having a hard time with this because... We're thinking about milestones. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to relationships, there are only these milestones people talk about. Marriage, kids, moving in together. And those aren't the milestones we're trying to hit this year. It's like, what are the milestones we can create for ourselves Mm. to hit? And one of those was uh, we want to tackle a challenge together, whether Mm. whether that's going like on a, a very challenging camping trip, climbing a mountain, or another idea was like, we're gonna both learn instruments and play a duet together something I can't wait for that (laughs) where we will show everyone at our annual our annual couples show um yes no that's not gonna happen but we it's just something that we can build and learn together and treat it as a challenge uh would be our milestone I love that just creating your own milestones like why does it have to be these ones that society tells us to be I feel like it would it'd be so much more fulfilling if you're just like feel like I don't know like thinking back to like my running like it's like what I have small goals right Mm -hmm. it's like run a mile then run two miles then run three miles instead of just being like I'm gonna wait till I do the 10k it's like why can't you have all these small things that add up and accumulate into major milestones it doesn't need to be just the ones that you're told to do yeah and what if those aren't the milestones you want to accomplish exactly (laughs) so you have to create your own. And that's the beauty of relationships is that you make it your own. Nobody else can. Nobody else has a say in your relationship except for you and your partner. Yep. Isn't that empowering? That's really empowering empowering to know. So with that, we did a year in review with our community. We talked about things that we've learned. We talked about our resolution for the new year. Uh, I do want to get to our question because Mm -hmm. this question, I love it so much, comes with so much optimism. This question says, Dear you and Julie, if you had to give one piece of advice for my love life in 2022, for all of our love lives to be better in 2022, what would that one piece of advice be? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Up to you. You can go first. I'm trying to like <laughs> distill mine into one piece of advice. Okay. I know. Julie has a hard time choosing one, just one <laughs> thing. She'll, she'll be like, there's one and then there's one A. One and then there's five, one yeah. B. <laughs> yeah. I have one. This is huge because this is for me as well. Prioritize self-care mm. above dating. And this is what happens. We've heard this story of people not being in a good mental space, not taking care of themselves, and they get back out into dating and they bring that energy onto their dates. And then those dates don't go anywhere. Huh? Mm -hmm. I wonder why. We have to start saying no to dates when we have self-care already planned. If you were going to spend a night watching Netflix and sitting on your massage chair and someone wants to meet you for a date that night, maybe you just say no. 
hey, I have other plans. Those plans don't have to be with other people. I really believe, and I'm speaking this so loudly because it's for myself too, creating those boundaries and putting yourself first because that's the only way you can be there for other people is when you're there for yourself first. Uh, Amen. (laughs) I agree 100%. I think like mine kind of goes in line with that, but I think it's remembering you're a damn catch. I Mm. think so many times we're, you know, trying to make this other person like us and we're getting upset if someone ghosts us. It's so much of the focus is on this other person. And I think we lose sight. And I know like, you know, I think subconsciously everyone knows that they're a good catch, but sometimes you need to really bring it to the forefront and believe it. And that also helps you not stand for behavior that isn't making you feel that way. Right. If you really believe that you are a damn catch and someone is so lucky to be with you because they are, you will not be with this person that doesn't call you or waits to the last minute to make plans. Like you'll be like, this isn't serving me. And you'll lose that person and find that person that, you know, is making you a priority and really values you and feels so lucky to be with you. I think the biggest reason that a lot of us stay single when we don't want to be is that we're trying to make things work with people that, you know, just things aren't going to work with. And we're trying to fit that square peg into a round hole. And if I could get back all the years that I tried to make it work with people that Uh, it just wasn't going to work with, I probably would have been taken a long time ago. But you know what? It It all plays into, it all makes it worth it in the long run. But I think that really is so much of it. Sometimes it can be that simple of how do we just not focus on people that aren't showing us the love that we know we deserve. The right person does not need to be convinced. No. Remember that. <laughs> They're already convinced. So if you're spending your time trying to convince someone that you're a catch, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and I get think out. sometimes we're like, oh, it's the right person, wrong time. Nope. I really believe that, you know, I think for me, like this time around with my partner, we were both ready. And I think obviously we like like each other and enjoyed each other's company. But I think the fact that we were both ready was equally as important as getting it off the ground at the beginning. Of course, if you're both ready and you don't like each other, then it won't get off the ground either. But I think finding someone that's in the same on the same page as you and looking for the same things and willing to make things work is so important. Totally. I wholeheartedly agree. Right timing goes hand in hand with right time. Mm-hmm. Right time goes hand in hand with the right person. Mm-hmm. They, you can't separate the two. You can't say it's the right time, wrong person, or right person, wrong time. Nope. It's either nope. right time, right person, or it's not. And I think when you beat the right person, speaking from experience, you see all the people that weren't the right piece person for what they were. Oh, Yes. Yes. So much of it. So much of it. Ah, hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it? Well, hindsight 2022. is twenty twenty two. Great minds think alike. Um, I guess we should stop rambling now, but we should talk about what we have in store for people on January 9th that we're about to release. It's a dating reset. We'll call it that. And. Should we reveal everything, Julie? Like, I think we can give yeah. a few of the fighter points, you know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a 22-day dating reset that will help you slay online dating. And <laughs> do we sound so cool saying that? Slay the dating apps. 
<laughs> but we know this is not just your generic like one day change your profile photo. No, no. We've done our research. These are proven tactics. Also, just a mi- mental reset as well. Every day you're given something new to help you make online dating work for you. As opposed to the other way around. I think this this idea really came to light through our Finding Your Person program because, mm. you know, the Finding Your Person program is a much larger program. So this will be, you know, a bit different in that regard too. But within that program, we talk about dating apps because how can you not? And a lot of the people in the program were like, wow, you view dating apps very different than we mm-hmm. do. And the ways that you were talking about them is not how we've been looking at them. And I really do believe we look at things differently with them. And we're trying to help people get into that mindset a bit more. Because I think with finding your person, we had a section dedicated to it. But we can go a bit deeper now with this specific, you know, I want to say it's like this reset challenge type thing that we're putting out there. And it will be focus more on the dating apps and how do you slay them? How do you get what you want from them? How do you keep your sanity with them? And then how do you like we were talking about how do you keep up that resilience that you just keep going because that really is so much of it is that you just keep going but it's difficult when you're not seeing the results and how do we either you know get the results and then also like reframe how we're viewing results is Mm -hmm. so important so sometimes you just need a cheerleader in your corner also someone to kind of keep you going. I know for me, not even just like with dating stuff, but like other things, whether it's, you know, nutrition or running, like sometimes you just need accountability. Mm-hmm. And that is half the battle. So that's part of it is that we're your accountability buddies. And we're also trying to push you to look at things in a different way. So you can really make the most out of this period from peak dating season. So there's no time like today to like really change how you view dating apps. So it's 22 days. You have to do all 22 days. You have to. (laughs) Of course, we can't force you, but we recommend that you do all 22 days and you can do it on your own time. Um, But we are launching this on the 9th. So definitely follow us on social media. Because we will open that up very promptly on the 9th. Yep. And the URL is going to be findingyourperson.com slash apps. Like we said, it's a bit different than the program, but it will be under the Finding Your Person umbrella. <laughs> it's an empire. We've <laughs> <You> started. <laughs> Okay. Else? Other announcements. You know, the usual at Datable Podcast is our IG. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe there. And of course, love in the time of Corona. If you want to hear directly from the horse's mouth, I don't want to call our listeners horses, but directly <laughs> from the prophet's mouth, mouth, like someone that's just spurring out dating wisdom, you could go to Love in the Time of Corona by the Datable Podcast. Yay. And we are still in the off season. You'll be hearing more bonus episodes, but we'll be back for season 14 very, very soon. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. Stay dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us. We look at all of those posts. 
Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Stay dateable.